Governor J.B. Pritzker has signed a bill that pumps $2.7 billion into the state's unemployment insurance trust fund. That's something most people don't usually talk about much, but it's turned into a political hot potato as Democrats and Republicans are stepping into full campaign mode ahead of this year's elections. We'll try to separate fact from spin on this edition of Capital Cast. Hello and welcome to Capital Cast, a regular podcast of Capital News Illinois. I'm Peter Hancock. Illinois lawmakers this week passed, and Governor J.B. Pritzker has now signed a roughly $4.1 billion spending bill that aims to pay down a large chunk of the state's debt. Senate Bill 2803 uses $2.7 billion in federal money from President Joe Biden's American Rescue Plan Act to pay back money the state owes the feds for its unemployment insurance trust fund. That fund was decimated during the height of the pandemic when the state's unemployment rate shot up to a record 14.5% in May 2020. Other states went through the same thing as governors around the country issued stay-at-home orders and non-essential businesses were forced to shutter. The bill also contains another $1.4 billion in general revenue fund money to pay down other debts in the current fiscal year. That includes past due bills from the state's group health insurance fund, unfunded liabilities in state pension plans, and money to fully fund the prepaid college tuition program known as College Illinois. But it's that $2.7 billion for the UI Trust Fund, the money used to pay out unemployment claims, that is now the subject of fierce partisan debate. That's because it's only part of the $4.5 billion hole that the fund is in right now. Here's a little bit of what people in the State House have been saying about it. Together, Democrats in the General Assembly passed legislation that I will sign as soon as it reaches my desk because it makes good on our commitment to overcome the fiscal mismanagement of the past. Every year over the last three years, we have paid off debts by our predecessors that have been a drag on Illinois' finances, in some cases, for decades. We have a recession. You lose your job. You're going to have up to, depending on how much money you made, you could potentially be looking at up to $400 a month in less benefits. All because J.B. Pritzker and the Democrat majorities didn't fix the problem. They didn't fix it. They didn't fix it last year, and they didn't fix it today. This is what fiscal responsibility looks like. This is good government. This is what the folks behind me delivered to you and the people of this great state. We're facing the possibility of one of the largest tax increases on employers in Illinois history. We're facing the possibility of significant benefit cuts to people who need them most, unemployed workers. And we're facing the possibility of trying to borrow our way out of this problem with additional bonding debt. In case you didn't recognize them, those were Governor J.B. Pritzker, Republican Senator Chapin Rose, House Speaker Emanuel Chris Welch, and Republican Senator Wynne Stoller. So what's going on here? 
Joining me now is our State House Bureau Chief and resident expert on the Unemployment Insurance Trust Fund, Jerry Nowicki. So, Jerry, you've written extensively about this issue. Uh, let's start with the basics. What is the UI Trust Fund? Where does the money come from? And who's in charge of managing this thing? So it's the pool of money that pays out all of the unemployment claims. Everyone on unemployment during the pandemic was being paid by the trust fund. More money was going out than was going in, um, which led to, of course, this $4.5 billion deficit, which was actually a reduction from somewhere around $1 billion, maybe a little bit more than $1 billion that was in there before. So it, it decreased by about $5.5 billion. But each state has a fund overseen by the federal government, and uh, there's a lot of interplay between state and federal law that really governs how the re- reductions work and how the penalties for employers work and so on and so on. Okay, so it's an insurance fund, essentially, um, which means that employers are paying in a premium. Some people call it a tax. Um, what happens when these funds go under, as Illinois is now? Uh, we heard Senator Stoller there saying that you can raise premiums or you can cut benefits or you can borrow money by issuing bonds to get the balances back up. Is that accurate? Are there any other options? Yeah. You know, Peter, I think it's funny that you referred to me as an expert because the more I learn about this, the more I, there is to learn. I think I realize each time. But uh, that's it's what it is. Uh, you had said it. Um, essentially, when funds go under like this, there's... You increase premiums, you decrease benefits, um, or you, in 2011, the state went to the private bond market and traded the interest rate, paid to the federal government for a lower one um, from private investors. So, and then I think it was it was less, they took out the 10-year bonds, but uh, what I've been told is it was maybe five or seven years that it took to actually pay the bonds back at the time because they raise the rates on employers to sort of create a revenue stream to pay down the bonds. And who is it that sets these rates? Is it the General Assembly? It is the General Assembly. So that's another thing. I wrote a column today. Um, there's, There's these things called speed bumps that take effect. If lawmakers act to pay down the remaining deficit by November 10th, the federal penalties aimed at paring down these deficits will not take effect. So in short, the state has a window to be the party that acts on these rates. And what the there's a complex formula for the rates that employers pay. Um, But the way state law goes, these lawmakers write in these speed bumps. And in which case it uh, on July 3rd, as it is now, if the speed bumps are allowed to take effect, we're going to see uh, unemployed people be able to claim two fewer weeks of benefits. Their reimbursement rate will decrease from 47 to 42.4% of what they were making. Um, and an employer, the rate, the formula that uh, determines employer rates will increase by 16 percentage points. And uh, you'll see another. 0.325 surcharge on that formula. So it's all very complicated stuff, but all that's a long way to saying if lawmakers don't act by July 3rd, we're going to see $500 million of tax increases on employers 
and $500 million of benefit cuts for laid off workers. So the July 3rd deadline is uh, kind of an incentive to get business and labor to the table. It's uh, exactly to- what it was. And it was a January deadline before lawmakers pushed it back to July during the fall veto session. So it's a movable thing, but also... Um, if they don't act by November, the federal government will start increasing the tax rate employers essentially, increasing the tax rate on employers essentially by about 0.3% each year until that fund is pared down. So we owe this money to the federal government. Uh, Meanwhile, I think we should note that the state's unemployment rate in February was back down to just 4.8%, which is almost back to pre-pandemic levels. Although I remember right before the pandemic, we were at record low unemployment. It was like maybe 3.8%, which the state had never seen before. But now we're back into kind of a normal level. Uh, and As you said, there is money going into the fund and there is some money coming out of the fund to pay for benefits. But it looks like for now, it kind of has a sustainable cash flow as long as we don't fall into another recession. Uh, you talked about the July 3rd deadline. Uh, what happens? Uh, there has to be a limit to this. I mean, at some point, the Fed, the federal government's got to step in if we don't fix the problem. Yeah, I alluded to that earlier. There's uh, there's what's called the Federal Unemployment Tax Act, or FUTA credit. Um, essentially, employers pay a 6% tax on the first $7,000 of income for each employee. Uh, but the federal government offsets that by a 5.4% tax credit. Uh, so you're essentially only paying 0.6%. Correct. Yeah. But that tax, tax credit will be reduced by 0.3% each year um, that Illinois has an outstanding deficit uh, from here forward. So oh. lawmakers would like to you know, act before that happens. Okay, and now let's talk a little bit about those other items in the budget, the $1.4 billion in general fund money, uh, basically amending the current year budget by adding that money in to pay off some bills. Uh, I guess the state is running a little bit of a surplus right now. Uh, The big thing in there was $898 million for the state's group health insurance plan. We're told that that will wipe out all of the past due bills owed to the health care providers who, you know, treat health uh, state workers. How did that even happen? Because I got to say, if our health insurance company didn't pay its claims and it went for a year or two years without paying claims, I think there would be some penalties for that. Yeah, how did it happen? The short answer is the budget impasse. Uh, Rauner and Madigan and Cullerton, they had their, uh, they were at loggerheads, didn't have a budget, spent more than they took in for over two years. Um, all those debts uh, really started racking up. We, in the Springfield area at the time, we saw a lot of uh, companies stopped accepting some of the state insurance just because of the mess it was in. Um, but you know, I will say, including this, the, the governor had this as part of his budget plan, and uh, the money paying for it is uh, from the plan, from the expected surplus for the current year. Uh, we took in a lot more in tax revenue than we expected this year as a state, um, but including it with this bill, I would say, was certainly effective politics because, you know, 
I we can we can already hear the campaign ads now saying we voted to give all this money to pay down pension debt and employer bills and Republicans voted against it. So yeah, and I said up at the beginning that they're now moving into full campaign mode, uh, and we could hear both sides uh, kind of honing their talking points. Um, de- Republicans seem to be saying that uh, Democrats didn't fix the problem with the unemployment insurance. Uh, Democrats are saying we're the ones who are being fiscally responsible. Uh, is that kind of how it's going to play out? I mean, we don't get into the business of trying to predict the outcome of elections, but uh, sure. are these the messages we're going to hear? Sure. So the thing is, the Republicans, it was May last year. I know I heard represent, or pardon me, Senator Chapin Rose say on the floor, you know, that we're not doing anything about the trust fund. And that was Democrats were hoping the federal government were going to was going to send more aid just for the trust funds to the state, and it just didn't happen. And even in July last year, I asked the governor on this podcast, I said, uh, what's the unemployment trust fund plan? Are you going to use ARPA funds? And he told me in July, after they had passed that budget, that you can't use ARPA funds for that purpose, even though I knew at the time and other states had had used uh, some funds for that. But Uh, So the Republican claim that we wasted a lot of time, accrued a lot of interest, and possibly uh, we'll now see higher bond rates, um, higher interest rates on bonds when we take them out uh, to to pay for this. Uh, That's true. I mean, there's truth to the fact that Democrats really dragged their feet on this, and now they get to a point where they didn't have the ARPA funds uh, unallocated to give to this that they probably would have liked to, knowing that other salvation wasn't coming. Okay, that's all the time we have this week on Capital Cast. But if you want to read more about this issue, Jerry has a pretty comprehensive analysis of it, which you can read at CapitalNewsIllinois.com. Capital Cast is a production of Capital News Illinois, a statehouse reporting project of the Illinois Press Foundation, with funding from the Robert R. McCormick Foundation. Until next time, this is Peter Hancock saying thank you for listening.